Can independent cinema save Hollywood? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Dan Casey, and today we're delving back into the ongoing strikes in the entertainment industry. As of last week, SAG, after the country's largest actors guild, joined the Writers Guild of America on strike to protest exploitative working conditions at the hands of the studios. Hollywood's actors and writers are taking a stand against major issues, including drastically declining compensation as a result of streaming networks and the use of artificial intelligence to potentially replace human jobs. And that's not hyperbole. SAG after's national executive director and chief negotiator Duncan Crabtree Ireland explained the studio's groundbreaking AI proposal in a fiery press conference. They propose that our background actors should be able to be scanned, get paid for one day's pay, and their company should own that scan, their image, their likeness, and to be able to use it for the rest of eternity in any project they want with no consent and no compensation. Speaking of compensation, though, what would it actually cost the studios if they acceded to the Guild's proposals? Well, on Monday, The Hollywood Reporter, Hollywood reported that the annual cost of the Actors, Writers, and Directors Guild revised contracts would be between $450 million and $600 million per year. Now, at first glance, those sound like titanic figures, until you remember that people like Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav made $500 million over the last five years. According to CNBC, that's more than 384 times the average pay of a Hollywood writer. And that is one person compared to guilds like SAG-AFTRA that represent 160,000 members. And before you rush to the comment section to smash your face into the keyboard to complain about the rich getting richer, remember that for performers to qualify for SAG health insurance, they need to make a minimum of $26,000 per year from SAG-covered jobs. And according to Vanity Fair's Mo Ryan, an estimated 87% of SAG membership does not reach the threshold of making $26,000 a year from SAG-after jobs. And with declining wages and the threat of AI supplanting human jobs, that means there are even fewer people that stand a chance of meeting that $26,000 threshold to qualify for health insurance. So with studios' steadfast refusal to come back to the table and ghoulish quotes from anonymous studio execs proclaiming things like, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses, what's the solution here? Listen to me, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Well, studios like Paramount and Disney are already trying to compensate for stoppages in TV production. They're bringing their streaming hits to television networks that they also own. According to IGN, Yellowstone will make the leap from Paramount Plus to CBS this fall, and Ms. Marvel will transition from Disney Plus to air on ABC. But what about streaming platforms? Won't somebody think of the streaming platforms? Well, according to Third Bridge analyst Jamie Lumley, they won't feel the effects as immediately as TV networks and theaters. Speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, Lumley said, We've been hearing that most streaming companies won't feel the pain from strikes until 2024, given the pipeline of content that's already been locked in. However, streamers may feel the heat as their content backlog begins to dwindle. Lumley wrote, Our experts emphasize that content is still king, and if streamers want subscribers to keep coming back, they need to have a steady feed of new movies and shows being released on their platforms. And that places a lot of power with the actors and writers who are currently on strike, because their joint strike makes new film and TV production a near-impossible task for studios. And yes, this could lead to a greater rise in international productions as studios seek to skirt union restrictions. For example, House of the Dragon Season 2's production is continuing unabated, because their performers are under contract with Equity, the UK's equivalent to SAG, rather than SAG itself. And while Equity has expressed solidarity with SAG, the UK's strict trade union laws prevent them from taking further action. 
Others, like Avengers star Mark Ruffalo, believe the pathway forward is for creatives to go truly independent. On Twitter, Ruffalo suggested that we all jump into indies and create a film and TV making system alongside the studio and streaming networks to create real competition. Ruffalo continued, then we just have to do what we always do, create great content and they can buy it, or we can take it out ourselves and we share in those sales. Ruffalo also shared SAG-AFTRA's guidelines for truly independent producers unaffiliated with the AMPTP, the organization representing Hollywood Studios. Indie producers can apply for interim agreements with SAG-AFTRA to keep filming with SAG-AFTRA members. Now, the first recipient of these agreements is a television series called The Chosen. It's a drama about the life of Jesus Christ. It was entirely crowdfunded, then licensed its seasons to streaming platforms and TV networks. But despite the potential of licensing these independent projects, the issue of distribution could be a real challenge, because the most prominent streaming platforms and digital distribution channels that offer a seeming pathway to profitability for these filmmakers are what's at the heart of the strikes. Many of the companies represented by the AMPTP are large-scale studios that own their own exclusive distribution networks. It's a level of vertical integration that hasn't been seen since the days of the old Hollywood studio system. Now, under the studio system, the major film studios Studios basically owned every single part of film production from tip to tail. They created the films, they had the filmmakers and talent on exclusive contracts, they owned the theaters where their films were exclusively played, and the major studios basically held an oligopoly. They made it difficult for independent filmmakers and theater owners to survive. And this became an extremely thorny legal issue in the late 1940s. It escalated all the way to the Supreme Court. In 1948, the Supreme Court heard and ruled on the landmark antitrust case, United States v. Paramount Pictures, Inc. The court's decision came to be known as the Paramount Decree. It ruled that Paramount and the other major Hollywood studios could not also own the theater chains where their movies are played. They had to divest themselves of their theater holdings, which led to the effective end of the studio system and a boom in independent theaters and filmmaking. However, the Paramount Decree was reviewed by the Department of Justice's Antitrust Division in 2019, and it was terminated. They cited that it was unlikely the remaining defendants can reinstate their cartel under modern conditions. And yeah, I don't think RKO is going to make a big comeback, but in many ways, the advent of streaming has made a new version of the studio system for many members of the AMPTP, especially ones that own their own streaming platforms. While many AMPTP member studios also release their films in theaters, others can silo as much content as they want on their proprietary streaming platforms. Or, as we've seen with platforms like Max and Disney+, they can banish content to the nether realm. They can memory hole complete movies and series to take a tax write-down. And this lack of transparency into performance metrics and having control over one's work is what rankles many in the entertainment industry. Because imagine spending years of your life working to get something made, only to have it unceremoniously taken down and made completely unavailable with little to no explanation. It's a big reason why people like Ruffalo want Hollywood's creative community to seize the means of film production and take matters into their own hands. Thankfully, though, we're also seeing a rise in independent streaming networks as well. With options like Mubi, Shudder, Docsville, IndiePix, and so many more, the path to what Ruffalo described might not be such a pipe dream after all. And it could provide the leverage to get studios to resume negotiations in good faith. Now, of course, as with any of this, only time will tell, and we'll keep you posted in the meantime over on Nerdist. 
Anyway, folks, once again, Godspeed and solidarity with everyone out there on the picket lines fighting for fair wages and ethical business practices. And as for everyone at home, tell us, what do you think about all this? Do you think that independent productions are the solution to the strike? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com. Thank you.